Hello, and welcome back to Respect the Dead, the podcast where we don't. Sweaty, it's no surprise that everyone celebrated your demise. And now, worms are eating your eyes. So don't you worry, rotting head, as you sleep in your sodden bed. It's time to respect the dead. Um, psst. Hey, hey, Kaylin. Hey, Hoots. Yeah? Hi. Um, I, I need your help for this, for this next one. Um, no. underneath your chairs. <laughs> okay, fine. Hoots. Underneath your chair, you're going to find a shovel. And I need you to come to my backyard and we're going to get a, we're going to get a, a corpse from my backyard. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Uh, Sound good? Oh, oh. Oh, oh, found it. Okay. Uh, okay. It's, oh, it's, I mean, it's less of a shovel and more of a spade, but sure. Uh, I'll, I'll be there in. Well, it's uh, all I can afford. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't great. worry. The corpse is a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fairness, it is a very dusty corpse, and it's probably not much left of it anymore. Um, so, because, okay. I'm yeah, not going to bring a spade, but I will bring my handheld vacuum. And we can just okay. suck it right up. Oh, you know what? That Thank actually you. may be better. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, right, Kayla. Um, True bestie. I'm, I am outside. And I've been outside for a little bit. Can, oh, okay. Cool. Let, Fantastic. I'll let you in. I have, been, show me I have been outside your house for a little while <laughs> Six hours flew right on by. Yeah, great. So we're going to go to my backyard and we're going to start digging because today's corpse is from Portland, Maine, actually, where I currently Yay. live. Oh, I'm so glad you added the last part. I'm like, and Portland, Maine is, and you're like, where I live. I'm like, right, okay. Right. God, it's all making sense. It's Mainly all Mandy. <laughs> right, right. There's an E in there. People forget the E sometimes. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Annie Lee Mandy. I didn't actually say that. I'm Hoops. <laughs> Kaylin. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, so today is a, a corpse from my own backyard, a man named Neil Dow. Are either of you familiar with that name? Not no. at all. Not at all? Okay, fantastic. Is this like Dow Jones? He's like nobody. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he's related to him at all. Um, I'm going to send you a picture of him, like an old tiny photo. We will have these pictures That's available awesome. in a gallery, um, in the show ah. notes, and on YouTube. You should be able to find him. I don't know if either of you want to. This man was dusty when he was alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looks like he looks like he, he could have been like- really handsome if he moisturized and put on sunscreen. He really mm-hmm. needed a skincare regimen. He looks like he was born in a morgue. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> he looks like he was born with a bow tie on. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of does, doesn't he? He definitely was. <laughs> he looks werewolfian. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Big werewolf vibes. Yeah, it's, it's he's the, giving the mutton. Chops. He's giving lycanthrope. Yeah, he's wearing mutton chops and a jacket buttoned all the way to the top, and a bow tie, <laughs> and a popped collar. It's he's actually not put together so well. Like it, it looks like the outfit would be really good, but the way he put it together, like it leaves some things to be desired. The mm. side buttons with a, a bow tie in the middle looks really weird, especially because for some reason he seems to have tucked half of his bow tie in for this yes. photograph. And whoever took the photo wasn't like, Hey, did you want to fix that? Or <laughs> And if you look on the, on the right hand side, the bottom right hand button is not buttoned. There's just like no. a loose buttonhole there. It yeah. looks, it mm. honestly looks like you got dressed in, in the dark, a little bit hungover and then went he, he's like he got right, dressed in one of those morgue drawers <laughs> yeah <laughs> he you might be onto something there hoots except for the hungover part he would actually be very offended by you saying that and we will oh, get to you totaler? oh no. big time big time well, it would have never uh, worked between us no no, no. We, we, we're, actually, all of us are literally drinking wine right now so we're all gonna hate this guy <laughs> i always i always swipe left on anyone who says like i don't drink very often i'm like wow <laughs> like wow. i'm feeling your judgment through the phone right now <laughs> i don't need this kind of energy in my life <laughs> right like i don't care if you judge me but like we're not gonna have fun together because oh. i will be drunk thank yeah. you very much <laughs> yeah Okay, so jumping into it, um, Neil Dow was born in Portland, Maine on March 20th, 1804. His parents were both Quakers. 
His father, Hosea, was a successful tannery, and Neil would go into tannery himself in 1826. He was one of the first people in the city to incorporate steam power into the process, which kind of fun little detail there. Yeah, Neil wasn't fun. always – yeah. <laughs> I love steam. <laughs> Who doesn't love some steam? Some stream steam. Um, <laughs> Neil wasn't always the most exemplary Quaker um, and struggled with some of the tenets of his upbringing. He was said to be very hot-headed and enjoyed fighting. Plus, he enjoyed <laughs> fine clothes, um, which is pretty – you know, different from what most Quakers wear, which is like usually a lot more play. Think of, you know, our heady green episode. They're not usually dressing up to like impress. They're normally um, wearing like, like oat sacks or whatever. Yeah. Doilies, you know, something yeah. very simple. Yeah. Well, so far, like likes to wear pretty clothes and get into fights with people. I'm like, I feel like I have a lot of com a lot in common with this guy. <laughs> like other than the not drinking. He has very dry skin. And, and my skin is much dewier than his. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have much better right skin. Now, but. Yeah. <laughs> I can always tell. You always look radiant hoots. It's true. Thank you. I was fishing. <laughs> um, he did, however, believe strongly in abstinence from alcohol. When he turned 18, Boo. <laughs> <I know. laughs> literally all of us drinking like, nope. Um, when, <laughs> when he turned 18, he joined the voluntary fire department so that he wouldn't be required to join the militia because the militia had a reputation for drunkenness. So in order to avoid having to deal with drunk people, he joined the, the fire department instead. <laughs> it's like, it's like almost based <laughs> But like, guess, it's yeah. like it's like based for a prude. Yeah, yeah. it's like he's I like I'm against joining it, the army but... because they have too much fun together. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, he as we'll see later, he wasn't against the army necessarily. He just didn't want to join specifically the militia. <laughs> that comes up later. Um, at age 23, he argued against his fire company serving alcohol at their anniversary celebration. So it wasn't just that he didn't drink. No, imagine this. It, it, it was the every three year drunk. old. Yeah. What if there's a fire? Do they have? Wait, here's this. Uh, this is. We are now at like 1840. Bro, were there cars? 1850. Um, like were maybe there old fire trucks. Maybe like, there were definitely wagons? Wagons, those like fire wagons. I'm not sure about cars at this point. Yeah. It's just like it's like a little red wagon with like a filled with water and like as they uh -huh. run there, it's like sloshing out. <laughs> it was just a boy with a bucket. Fast. They just would run with little buckets up the street. <laughs> That's cute. Um, now at the the uh, the excuse me at the the fire company celebration, they agreed to compromise and only served wine rather than a hard alcohol. Um, Dow okay. was oh. so anti-liquor that when he later became the fire chief, he actually allowed a liquor store to burn to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do love yes, that though. Queen. That's petty as hell. That's petty. <laughs> like, okay. I love that I support bitch. him. I'm back in. <laughs> Wait, also, because it's a liquor store, imagine that it thing going so up. Oh, I bet it, it was a blaze to see. Like, Honestly, there was nothing to say. <laughs> <There's nothing laughs> Let it burn and stand the fuck back. <laughs> Just stand the fuck back. What? Wait. What store would you let burn down? Ooh, if you were the fire chief. <laughs> I mean, pretty much any like, um, like big box store, like a Walmart or something. I would definitely let burn. <laughs> There's a yeah. homeopathic remedy store near me, and I would, I would not. I would not. What What am I going to save? Sugar pills? Oh, <laughs> you know what I would let burn down? Uh, I would let, um, there's a, a bar here in Portland. It's called Matthew's and they allow the Proud Boys to have meetings there, even though they've been oh. told multiple times <laughs> oh, that they're white well. supremacists. I would let them burn to the ground. Burn it to the ground. You heard me, Matthew's. They don't yeah, with Matthew in it. <laughs> and so would Mr. Neil Dow. Mr. Neil Dow would, would yeah. back you up on that one. Oh, he would. He would be 100% in my corner. <laughs> Thanks, Neely. Um, I mean, I would uh, like I would probably also kind of watch any big box store uh, burn down. But like specifically, I feel like 
Best Buy would make like a pretty good fire again because of the things mm. in it. Like it would probably burn like a oh fun All the batteries exploding and yeah. like <laughs> like, oh, man. So cool. the fumes. The fumes would be <laughs> all so the like bad. lithium ion batteries that they tell you to be oh super careful with. Yeah, you're not just supposed like to burn that stuff. Puffing and puffing. <laughs> just me standing outside dying from the fumes. <laughs> but like, like worth dying it. Dying from then from the fumes and of laughter. <laughs> just not able to breathe. As like, like, like all, all the like all Disneyland the... fireworks show. <laughs> As like all the looters in like fire retardant blankets like <laughs> yeah, running, running out in with iPads. <laughs> what a show. I mean that'd be great. Uh, I wish arson was legal because now I really want to go burn <laughs> one of these yeah. places down. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's well, legal if you don't get caught. It is legal if you don't get caught. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why right the best burn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Neil married Maria Cornelia Maynard, the daughter of a Massachusetts merchant, on January twentieth, eighteen thirty. Cornelia, I know. Cornelia Maynard, like. If I, what, I what are you a fucking croissant? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, imagine having a daughter and you're like, wouldn't it be funny if she was ugly? We should do everything we can to make that happen. And you're like, oh, well, let's name her yeah. Cornelia Maynard. Well, it sounds like the like villain in a cartoon. It kind of does. Got her, she's got her pink dress and she squeezes puppies to death. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Neil and Maria would go on to have nine children together, although only five survived childhood. His wife would later die in 1883. There isn't really a lot about his his home life um, available that I could find anyway. Uh, Dow built um, him and his family a federal style house at 714 Congress Street in 1829. And I'm going to send you a picture of what it looks like now. This house is now we'll, – we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but this house is now basically like a museum, um, and you can like take Basic. tours of it. Um, I think – I can't remember if it's this picture that I sent you. I'm going to take a peek at it really quick. Um, one of the things I find funny about this picture, it's a very much a straight-on picture of the house as it is today. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit to the left, there's a 7-Eleven, and they were very clearly trying to not get the 7-Eleven in that picture. Does that 7-Eleven sell alcohol? Um, they used to sell some wine and beer. Uh, they are, they have since closed and maybe they're reopening. I'm not sure. There's a lot of weird activity happening over there, but right now they're not open. (laughs) Be really funny if he was like right next to an ABC liquor or something. It would be hilarious. There is a Walgreens also across the street from where it is. And the Walgreens also sells, uh, wine and beer. Good for them. Um, now, at the time, it was pretty common for the average man to drink about three times as much as his modern day equivalent, which equals about uh, seven <laughs> gallons. But that, uh, it was safer than water, wait, right? It was just seven like gallons the only way. In how long? Like, An I think hour. like a day. Like seven <laughs> gallons a day. What the fuck is a gallon? Wait, seven gallons of anything a day is too um, much. Right? No, that, that's I don't what, think it can't be a day. Three, no. It has to be like a year. That's almost four liters. That is one, just one what gallon it said. is three point seven liters. <laughs> Maybe that's a week. That's, then I don't know. Wait, it, it said seven. What, it, that's what, what the, it said. A bottle what is, of what is the year again? How much did gallons, like eighteen thirty? drink in 1830 we're, we're looking this up it has to be like a week or a year maybe it was um, a, i don't think it's a year i think year, it's like it was annually it was annually it's annual. yeah okay yeah. okay 7.1 i'm sorry wikipedia yeah. didn't make that distinction <laughs> okay <laughs> but if that's... you drank that much in one day you you would die. you yeah. wouldn't even get halfway you wouldn't even get to a gallon of booze before it would kill you that's, that's still like much. 35 bottles of wine or something like that yeah which is like expensive yeah. also back then but yeah. if you think of this as like hard liquor like yeah that's it's still like how it's many shots more. per day right yeah. like yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It, they're basically drinking uh like an entire bottle of vodka a week or something which is like yeah still a lot that, that, <laughs> that is, is a lot, lot. yeah <laughs> and again this is it's it, the the source said three times as much so like in, in yeah, comparison to what we drink yeah. typically today yeah very different 
Um, Portland, Maine was a center of trade with the West Indies, trading lumber and fisheries for rum and molasses. And the molasses was also converted into rum in Maine distilleries, of which Portland at the time had seven. Um, according to one of my sources, Portland today has like 60 breweries. Like we have a lot, Jesus. a lot more alcohol here now than we used to. Um, but at the time we had seven. Dow saw alcohol as responsible for the downfall of individuals and fortunes, often pointing out rundown homes or businesses to his family and saying, rum did that. Okay, I mean, like, I he's wrong, but, like, you would think that if everyone around you was drink, was literally getting through, like, a 750 milliliter bottle of vodka every two days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> rum did that. <laughs> rum, rum probably did do that. Like, rum, rum needs to chill out. Me yeah, pointing like, at like every like busted gay man on the like <laughs> street in Toronto. Rum like did Rum did that, and then Rum got me to do that. <laughs> yeah, and like in, in fairness to Neil, this was not like an uncommon thing to believe. Um, it was pretty common attitude for the like upper to middle class individuals to believe that alcohol was like the cause of everyone's poverty and that it was a threat to the city's well being generally. So like it wasn't like it was just him. A lot of abolitionists at the time were also um, temperance people. I don't know why. I don't know why that was the overlap. I guess that was just like, you know, a lot of leftists are vegans. So continuing on. Uh, in 1827, Neil Dow became a founding member of the Maine Temperance Society. Um, there would later be a split in the group in which some of the members also opposed wine, like kind of like he talked about earlier with him and the, the fire company. What is temperance? I'm not American. Uh, uh, temperance is alcohol. Like, teetotalers. Yeah. Thanks. Teetotalers. Yeah. What's a teetotaler? They only drink tea. They don't drink uh, uh, anything alcoholic. So probably, okay. yeah. <laughs> Can they have hot stuff, or is that just Mormons? Who can't have hot yes. drinks? Yes, it's just Mormon. I think Mormons can have hot drinks. They just can't have. They shouldn't have caffeine. I I was under the impression there was no hot drinks because like. Those were warmed by the fires of Satan. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> is that how that works? I mean, some okay. I, I do have a lot of like friends who are Mormon or exmo. Um, I'm checking Mormons and, hot drinks. <laughs> uh, I think some of them have read the scripture and interpreted it as just coffee, um, but a lot of them interpret it as like caffeine. Oh yeah, because it the used idea to be is, all like, of them, and then they've re they've re done it evaluated, too. and they're like, listen. I tried hot cocoa <laughs> and, and I can't go fire. back. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I think the idea is supposed to be like, um, it's a, like doing it's harm addiction. to your godly like, body. Yeah. yeah. If you're, if you're addicted to things, which like, I don't think it's like the worst thing that, you know, a religious no. cult has. Oops. Did I say cult? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the worst thing that a religious group has said. Like I, I, I kind of no. back them up there as someone who is very addicted to caffeine. Mm. Yeah, I won't judge them too hard on that one. Um, okay, so there was later a split in which some of the members also opposed wine, including Dow, and the resulting group that split off was called the Maine Temperance Union. So technically different. Oh. Getting getting better worker different. hours. <laughs> getting better worker hours and pay for all that not drinking they're doing. I, I guess so. <laughs> Something like that. Going on um, a not drinking <laughs> strike. But <by> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call this. I'm going on a not, I'm going on a temperance strike. <laughs> like it. Um, Dow was a vocal supporter of the Whig Party, basically the the precursor to the Republicans, um, mm -hmm. seeing Democrats as tools of the alcohol industry. That's true. Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happened to my friend Dylan Maloney. <laughs> in 1842, he and his allies succeeded in getting the city government in Portland to require licenses for liquor dealers and to prosecute unlicensed sellers. The next year, though the election brought in a Democrat into office and persecutions were deferred indefinitely. Dow kept up his efforts even after being attacked by a man apparently paid by a liquor dealer. So... The, the liquor dealers did not like Dow and started, like, hiring people to, to beat him up, basically. That's fair. Yeah. In 1850, Dow was elected president of the Maine Temperance Union. The next year, he ran for mayor of Portland on the Whig ticket and actually won. 
Within a month of taking office, he lobbied the state legislator to uh, to pass a statewide prohibition law, which made the manufacture, trade, and use of liquor illegal, except for medicinal purposes. Oh yeah, getting your like getting your medical license, getting your medical booze license, like we did with right weed your medical card. <laughs> yeah, being like I need this for my my liver's too good. My doctor said mm-hmm. so. I <laughs> I need to my need liver to tone has it been down. like. It's really livering. Um, yeah. So I'm I, I'm overproducing liver. <laughs> so um yeah, my doctor told me I need to come in here and get six sick packs of um mango mm-hmm. white claw. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have anything with cocaine in it, that would be amazing too. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> rum and perfect. cokes back then really, really <laughs> literally <laughs> rum and cokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you know what? A rum and coke back then, and like, yeah, I could see you waking up from like a morning of rum and coke, and your house is like dilapidated. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck just happened here? I don't know what the what? fuck happened last night, but I'm doing it again tonight. Yeah. I mean, I wrote an entire novel, but I burned my house down, and my wife is dead. Sounds like sounds like fodder for Tuesday the next night. novel. <laughs> just a typical Tuesday. The law was signed um, into law on June 2nd. Dealers were given two weeks to get rid of their inventory before the crackdowns and the confiscations began. I just imagine them all just chugging it. Um, just... <laughs> They're like, what? Oh, we got to get rid of it? Okay. It's banned. <laughs> Quick liver, help me hide this. <laughs> to the liver. They'll never look. I, that reminds me. To the liver. <laughs> That reminds me. I mean, part of the reason, a part of the reason I think Casablanca is like one of the most romantic uh, movies of all time is because there's a whole scene where they're like, "We got to drink all this champagne before the Nazis get it," and I'm like, "Yeah, yes, <laughs> I love dope. that movie. <laughs> Such a good movie." Okay, literally, anytime I'm about to have like any any bubbly, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, we got to drink. What do you want the Nazis to get this champagne? Yeah, no. exactly. We can't waste it. Every right. drop you don't drink, a Nazi will get. <laughs> yeah. Kaylin and Nazis I, every will get time we go out to a restaurant, we're just like emptying the restaurant of champagne. Bring yeah. me all your champagne. Fuck you, fascist. Glug, 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 glug. Love it. <clears throat> um, Maine was the first state to ban alcohol, and statewide prohibition Boo. became known around the country Boo. as, quote, the Maine <laughs> law. Yeah, I... I love when my state is known for super cool things like that. Uh, um. okay, Toronto had Rob Ford, so I think, I think you're still winning. <laughs> the law's passage propelled Dow to national fame, gaining him the nickname the Napoleon of Temperance. Ew. Yeah. He to this um on the the Dow House, I don't know if you can see it in the picture because it's kind of at a weird angle. But the um, the sign on the the house says uh, Neil Dow, father of the of the um, prohibition movement, or the father of prohibition, Ew. or something like that. Yeah, that's one of his I nicknames. Wanted emancipation, right? <laughs> uh, like uh, nobody's ever been compared to Napoleon in a way that's flattering, have they? No, <laughs> right? Like, look at this small dick non drinker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're, maybe you'd be a little taller if you knew how to have some fun. <laughs> uh, enforcement efforts quickly drove respectable drinking establishments out of business, but less fancy saloons, especially those frequented by Portland's poor and immigrant residents, simply moved their operations to secret locations. Yay, speakeasies! Mm. Yay, <laughs> the mob! Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Mob. Well, crime. <laughs> BK do crime. I love organized Be crime. crime. Well, somebody, <laughs> if it, as long as it's organized. Like, yeah. As, yeah. As a Virgo. There's a spreadsheet. I don't mind crime as long as it's organized. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as there's a sheets open. Yeah. <laughs> um, even so, Dow proclaimed in an address to the city council that he had limited all but, quote, a few secret grog shops whose persistence he blamed on foreigners. Oh. Hmm. Those boozy Italians. Oh, not the Italians, <laughs> but somebody else. Speaking of, Dow was very anti-immigrant, especially towards the Irish. 
Oh, those yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. is racist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, that is a racist it. thing people always say about Irish people. Um, of Ireland, Dow once said, "Quote: A glorious country Ireland is, but the people are reduced to a condition of the most extreme poverty, largely by whiskey." That's why. <laughs> That yep. that was what, what happened. What else could it possibly have been? <laughs> could have been anything else. It wasn't like there was any discrimination against the Irish or anything. Did Dow um, know how to read? Do we know? Dow? Yeah. His, his uh, house well, is, maybe has a read huge a library. Book. Right. <laughs> maybe he should educate himself. Um, <laughs> the Irish were disproportionately affected by Dow's prohibition laws, regularly experiencing raids and searches. Uh, when Dow lost his re-election campaign for mayor in 1852, he blamed his loss on illegal voting by Irish immigrants. So this guy just oh, yeah. very anti-Irish all around. Like literally Ooh. everything is the fault of Irish people. Yeah. Like, he'd be like stubbing his toe and yeah. be like, fucking Irish. <laughs> Dirty Irish. He demands yeah. a recount. False yeah. election. <laughs> Hashtag not my mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After his failed re-election, he continued to spread his message of temperance around the country, liking helping, likely helping to spur prohibition laws in eleven other states. He right. also made he also made efforts to refute the charge made by his enemies, including his cousin John Neal, that the main law was ineffective and that drinking had actually increased in Portland during Dow's term in office. <laughs> um, and I couldn't of find. It did. I believe that. And I did look yeah. around and I couldn't find a source that could definitively prove whether or not that's true, like whether or not drinking actually went up because of his laws. Some sources were kind of like implied it. Um, others it's got to be were something like, impossible to prove. It, yeah, like, you can't really yeah. prove it. You're not it. keeping records how, how of sales it? when it's yeah. illegal. Yeah. Um, but that makes sense. When you force something underground, more people are going to yeah. want to use it. Yeah, I, no. I'm pretty sure the um, one of the sources I read was from the um, the main the, like the Portland, Maine Irish Heritage Center that talked a lot about the anti-Irish stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure they heavily implied that the the law wasn't effective. Um, I don't, but they didn't really back that up with like a source or anything because yeah, I, I, who knows? That might just be a kind of more of a you know by word of mouth they were kind like, of thing. We know it wasn't effective because our because our, our ancestors grandparents were very drunk. Yeah, we could tell. <laughs> we read the, the diary entries. Um, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. In 1855, he ran for mayor again and won by a narrow margin on the newly founded Republican ticket. But he would only be in office for two months. And on that note, let's talk about the rum riot of Portland. Ooh, Ooh. Yes, I love riots. Yes. I would oh, love is- a drink called a rum riot. Doesn't that sound delicious? Ooh, yes. I'm pretty sure there is With a drink like called that or something kinds of similar. Rum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be I'd really like, tasty. Do you have like coconut rum, dark rum, light rum, and like some Ooh. kind of fruity mixture. Maybe like oh, a yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. No, not with coconut. But still, like some kind of it, – it'd definitely be a tiki drink. Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay, so it turned out that Neil Dow had bought and stored about $16,000 worth of alcohol stored right under City Hall. And I looked it up, and that equals $55,326.90 today. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, so so quite a bit. Depending on the quality of the booze, that could be a lot. It could be a a whole lot of Stoli, or it could be a few bottles of Dom. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So there's um, there there is a, a retail drink called the Rum Riot. Um, a single malt whiskey that's an assault on your senses. <laughs> <laughs> Smokehead okay. is for those who smoke tradition and dodge the drab. That's I don't know what any of this means. Wait, it has yeah. Why, why would it be malt whis- whiskey if it's a Rum Riot? S- Spirit distilled from malted barley water Rum yeast. Riot uh, recipe. Huh. Okay. Sorry, I need to look up and see if there's an actual like. There's a riot juice. <laughs> Ew, riot juice. That looks nasty. Yeah, there's just a. Oh, it's yeah, from it's, it's always a retail sunny. drink. Oh, there is. 
a Portland Rum Riot rum that is 90% okay. proof. It's 90 proof. Ooh. Oh, they get that sometime. Um, I've never tried that one. <laughs> 45% ABV. Um, it's actually got a really pretty bottle. I'm going to drop it in the uh, chat. Um, and it oh, looks yeah, very nice. It looks looks really nice. But apparently there's a gap in the market for a Rum Riot, like a cocktail yeah. called a Rum Riot. We need to invent one. Is this from Liquid Riot? Yes, it is. It is Liquid Riot. Okay, I'm um, Liquid Riot. Oh, that's cool. um, I was actually going to mention them like at the end of the the, the story. Liquid Riot oh. is named after the Rum Riot, so it makes sense that they nice. would have that. Makes sense. Yeah, that that yeah, hundred percent makes sense. Oh that's my god, cool. the bottle is the label is so fucking dope. Yeah, the label is gorgeous. I love it. I like that. Yeah, that's can you really buy this, nice. Mandy? Really- I will totally buy this. Fuck yeah. Um, can you? Yeah, tell I will buy, buy it and bottle, we'll and you can you can bring it. You can bring one for me. Um, yeah. Come visit me. A hundred percent. I'm so we'll, jealous. We'll it. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'll totally bring that. We Let's gotta talk about when you're going. I gotta see if I can go too. I want to yes, come visit We should too. all do it. We should all do it. Yes. Okay. Um, so he stored the alcohol under City Hall. Okay. So Dow neglected to appoint an official agent to hold it under City Hall. Because the invoice was in his name, this placed Dow in technical violation of the law. Now, in Maine, at the time, any three citizens could ask the judge for a search warrant if they believed a crime had been committed. <laughs> Which is oh my very God. interesting <laughs> law. That That's crazy. us. Do you know how many people we would harass? <laughs> we would be every so day. Judgy, judgy. My first thought. My first thought was like, wow, swatting people that you hate on Twitter would be so much easier. Right. <laughs> oh, literally, literally all it would take was a podcast. Like just literally just, us. just three podcasters to be like, hey, 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 I saw, I, hey, <laughs> I saw her drinking something out of a glass and I don't even know what it was. And then like, while the police are there, we're like robbing, robbing their evidence locker to take the, the rum <laughs> that they confiscated the night before from the other person we ran right. out. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um so three irish representatives asked for the search warrant for dow and on june 2nd got it um from a local judge that day a small crowd began to gather outside of city hall the men <laughs> with the warrant showed it at the door and demanded sorry, entry. they were like this is gonna be good <laughs> oh yeah no, people knew like i'm just I, it's very, we were it's that very, small crowd <laughs> we were like yeah. oh. in my head it's very cinematic they all have like you know torches as they're walking up like the three guys and everyone's like following them like, <laughs> Um, the men with a search warrant showed it at the door and demanded entry so that they could search the premises. The police refused them. So the group of protesters, including many Irish and German immigrants, German immigrants were also being very much affected by this law as well, but mostly the Irish, um, swelled to 3,000 people and began hurling rocks. Yeah. Good for them. (laughs) Right? Uh, Dow <laughs> called in the militia and ordered them to start shooting into the crowd. So started shooting the protesters. Oh my god! Okay, a 22-year-old man named John Robbins was killed, and seven other protesters were injured. John was supposed to be married the next day. Oh, oh, fuck off! Yeah, like so young, and that's it's super sad. He just wanted to toast at his fucking wedding, right? Uh, upon hearing about the fatality, Dow said that it was justified and never expressed any remorse for the incident. Fuck him. That sounds right. As an alcoholic, this is my stone wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw those cl- bricks. <laughs> Mandy, please put in that, 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 that clip of, I can't remember who it was, but it was like, I think it was like Willem and another drag queen where um, one of them was like, you don't even know what Stonewall is. Like when people don't know what Stonewall is, you know what I mean? Why don't you tell tell everybody what that is? That was fighting for gay rights Mm -hmm. and people were killed. Nobody was killed at Stonewall. Nobody was killed? Nobody was killed at Stonewall. But they did throw rocks. Yes. <laughs> we think. <laughs> Big rocks Maybe that, were, that were used to build buildings. <laughs> Big cement rocks. Like the, they took the stones out of the wall. <laughs> yeah. And threw them. That's and why it's called that. the Stonewall. That's stone why it's wall. called Stonewall. 
Listen. (laughs) Sometimes you need to think with your head. You have to think. Back in the dark ages, the gays all had to hang out at the same wall. I guess it just started when they were like peeing and then they were like, I guess this is the wall where we hang out now. They found a wall with a hole in it and they were like, oh my God, wait. Okay, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to go to the other side. Okay, let's try something. We're getting canceled for this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've reached that point. Um, yeah. Since I, since we are all obviously gay, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Listen, I, I can't even count how many times I've seen death becomes her. So everybody needs to get off my case. Yeah, you're L- fine. Yeah, no, like <laughs> that makes you okay. Okay, with the amount with with the amount of musical I'm never history, the allegations. Or, um, <laughs> With the fucking musical knowledge, number Mm -hmm. one, (laughs) and the amount of, let's face it, slut baggery, like, (laughs) like there's, there's nobody, I I know, I know gay men who aren't as gay as you are. I've probably said this on an episode before, but there was one time my mom, without a hint of irony or humor, looked me dead in the eye and said, Fanny Bryce was only born so that Barbara Streisand could play her one day. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, Mama Hoots, love her. <sighs> okay, you need to, Nancy, so it you is should genetic. calm down. <laughs> I just proved that there's a, a gay gene. <laughs> <laughs> I proved it. Literally. <laughs> Like, the gayest thing I've ever heard anybody say. That's amazing. <laughs> I love Mama Hoots so much. Uh, okay. Um, continuing on. Um, so the violence turned public opinion against Dow, and he was denounced in newspapers across the nation. Uh, he was tried for violation of the prohibition law. He was ultimately acquitted of that charge, but his popularity had suffered, and he declined to run for re-election as mayor uh, when that came up. So like he he literally left like he left like right after that. <clears throat> like left like office or like left. Town? Yeah, yeah, because he was only in office for I think it was like two months. You said? Two months, I said. Yeah, two months. So like he right after this happened, he he left office. In 1856, the prohibition law was repealed entirely. Maine passed a new, much milder Maine law in 1858, which Dow disliked but defended as better than nothing. What was the new law? Do you know? I don't know what the new law was. I didn't look it up. Um, I mean, it sounds like it was... It's not that kind of podcast. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't in the Wikipedia article, so I didn't look past that. Sorry. I guess my question was like, was it still banning liquor? Or was it like, you should only have two drinks a day? Yeah, I'm guessing it was probably... What you can sell, where you can sell it. Yeah, I think it was something like... I think it was very mild. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know to this day, Maine has a law that you can't sell um, any, like, you, if you're like a, a convenience store or whatever, you can't sell beer or alcohol until after nine right. o'clock or 10 o'clock. It's mm-hmm. one of the two. I think it's nine o'clock. Um, so that might be a leftover from that law. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, it, it might be stuff like that. Oregon's super dry, too. Like, there's, they're not like dry, dry, but like, yeah, I don't think grocery stores can even sell alcohol there. Or if they can, it's like a new mm. thing. Um, but that's, I mean, like, that's Oregon. You're not allowed to pump your own gas there either. They're a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> really? That's, yeah. really? I My mom didn't okay. know how to pump her gas until she was, like, 30. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know. She was, like, in, she just, like, drove up to a gas station in Houston, Texas and stayed in her car. She was, like, I guess they'll come help me someday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in, wow. I didn't um, know that was a thing. <laughs> in Ontario, there's also, like, super strict laws. Like, convenience stores aren't allowed to sell alcohol. There's, like, one grocery store that's allowed to sell, like, only beer, I think. Like, really, like, low alcohol content stuff. And all of the alcohol you buy is basically sold in, like, government-run stores. Like, we call it the LCBO. But, like, to go buy vodka, you have to go to a place that's called the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. It's like, welcome to the LCBO. And they try and make it, like, all cute and everything. And I'm like, "Mm, you have the word control and board (laughs) in your name? Like, you can't make that fun. (laughs) 
like no (laughs) i live in the land of the free home of the brave aka southern california uh where (laughs) i where i can buy alcohol wherever the fuck i want and i can go next door to an apple store where they sell weed that's so nice yeah love it here I do like that uh, that Maine has passed recreational weed laws. That is very nice. <laughs> um, okay. So in 1858, Dow won a special election to serve in Maine's House of Representatives, during which he continued to push for stricter um, prohibition laws, but was unsuccessful. Sucks to be you, yeah. loser. Fuck right? you. Sorry, you Neil. You dry-ass lip fucker. Yeah, get racked. Go put some moisturize, moisturizer in your face. I can't believe he spent his whole life not drinking and he still looks like that. I was about to say, right? why are you so fucking dehydrated then? Yeah. I don't think he had a, a skin I have a reason. What the fuck's your excuse? Yeah. <laughs> right. You look like you you beg for malt liquor. Like, stop. <laughs> right? The man who didn't drink, he looks thirsty. He also became involved in a scandal when the state treasurer, Benjamin Peck, lent out state funds to private citizens, including Dow, uh, contravening state law. Peck himself, uh, no, excuse me, Peck lent himself a large sum of money, which was lost when his business ventures fell through. Uh, <laughs> lent himself? <laughs> yeah, he's like, here you go. <laughs> here's, here's however much money, I have no idea how much it was. but um, that's, that's a loophole. <laughs> it's how it works. Yeah. Uh, Dow had guaranteed some of Peck's borrowing and faced ruin as it became clear that Peck could not repay the state treasury. Oh my god, I love when men face ruin. Right? Mm. <laughs> it's, it's such so a vibe. Face ruin. It's such a vibe. Mm. <laughs> face ruin for me, daddy. Mm. <laughs> Dow was able to settle the debts and conceal much of his role in the affair, but enough of the scandal became known that some of his many enemies attacked him in local newspapers. Even some of his prohibition allies became less openly supportive of him. In September 1860, he did not run for re-election. Now, to his credit, one good thing I will say about Dow is that he was very anti-slavery. He was 57 years old at the outbreak of the Civil War and originally was determined to stay home, uh, attending to his businesses and his aging father. His, His father wasn't doing very well at the time. After the Confederate attack on Fort Sumter, however, Dow felt compelled to join the Union cause. Um, and also, I didn't mention this earlier, but one of the reasons why he was anti-liquor is because um, be, he was also anti-slavery and there was so much um, black exploitation was, happening in that yeah. trade. So like, yeah. as much the as first- I... Sorry, as much I was going to say, as much as I like, obviously think if people want to drink, they should be allowed to drink because, you know, let people drink. Yeah, of course. At the same time, I recognize that his reasons for being anti-liquor in part was because of that stance as well. So I do want to acknowledge that. Yeah. The first time that you froze, I was saying that like um, a lot of temperance people were abolitionists. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's like for the same reasons that a lot of like leftists are vegans. Like, yeah. um, Because I mean, Yes, there was a lot of exploitation and still is in in the industry. Um and uh it's it's just like it it tends to be people with more progressive it tended to be people with more progressive ideologies who who like moved in those like kind of um temperance circles back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Also a lot of people who were into spiritualism were temperance too, which is weird because like I oh, believe really? in those so much more when I'm drunk. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Me too. Dad was appointed a colonel of the 13th Maine Volunteer Infantry Regiment on November 23rd, 1861. Many of the officers that Dow recruited to the cause were his associates from the Prohibition Movement. Dow was stationed in New Orleans and promoted to general. And I'm actually going to send you a picture of him in his little general outfit. That should be the right link. Oh, his little general outfit. His little oh, general outfit. Wait. That's right. That speaking was me of little, literal general outfit. Speaking of little, like how tall with, was this man? He looks small. He looks tiny. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know if it says. Is that a is that a candlestick next to him? I think that's uh, the <laughs> staircase. The same height as him. Oh. <laughs> like not not Neil Thumb Little down. Tom Thumb. Yeah. <laughs> not a small thumb. 
In the first picture that you sent us, like he has tall vibes, but in he this, does. like huh? this man is five foot three. Not that um, there's I anything wrong pa- with his being pants five foot three. are like dragging on the ground. Yeah, he's a little guy. I just, uh, I just checked the Wikipedia page and I didn't see anything like a, about a height, like so a I pepper, have no idea how how tall he like, was. He's like <laughs> leaning on a pepper mill. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a chess piece. (laughs) While in New Orleans, uh, Dow encouraged black slaves to run away from captivity and take shelter with the Union Army. He also confiscated uh, property from nearby planters, including those who supported the Union, and tried unsuccessfully to claim personal salvage rights over Confederate military property abandoned in the river. In October 1862, Dow was given command over the district of Pensacola and moved to join other units there. He immediately earned the troops' disfavor by placing Pensacola under prohibition. (laughs) This guy had like one dude and just constantly (laughs) just could not move on from that. Um, Honestly, the rest of, of his life isn't really like that exciting or has much to make fun of or anything. It's just stuff about him in the Civil War, but still, we'll, we'll keep going. Um, <clears throat> on June 30th, Dow was captured by Confederate soldiers. He was confined to Libby Prison in Richmond, Virginia, the Confederacy's okay, I love capital. how you're like, the rest of his life isn't that exciting, but we'll continue anyways. The next day, soldiers <laughs> broke into his house and kidnapped him. <laughs> well, he <laughs> like, was, you know, the in the fuck? war. Boring. Boring. <laughs> I completely forgot about him being captured. I've heard Sorry. it all before. <laughs> I completely forgot. In August, he was transferred to Mobile, Alabama, where Confederate officials investigated whether Dow had armed slaves to fight against the rebels, which the Confederate Congress had made a cap- capital offense. Um, Dow had done so, but his prosecutors could find no evidence of such an action after the law was passed. So the charges were dropped and Dow was returned to Libby prison in October. Like you're like, he did it, but they waited too long to gather yeah, evidence. Yeah, he did it, but they couldn't like prove it, basically. He's he like, prove it. And they're like, damn it. He got slaves to arm themselves. What was it? I, I, it said um, armed the slaves and then encouraged Dope. them to fight against them. Guns. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So, cool. like, actually, yeah. pretty cool. Like, yeah. No, like, that's like, based. Yeah. That is based. Like, that is very based. Any disenfranchised based. person that you are arming, uh, yeah. like yeah. someone from the Here's group a gun. That's Go shoot whoever you them, want. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> Here's a gun. Go kill white people. Yeah. Based. <laughs> yes. Love it. Reverse boo. I was saying boo words. <laughs> what's this fucker's name i, I was saying i yeah i was saying boo dow <laughs> i support him is this a goodie episode <laughs> like, it's kind of a, a mix i yeah. feel like we've we've shifted yeah. near the end we have We're like, we have now that he has no real like power to enforce laws and he's yeah. just like helping enslaved people like that's, <laughs> i'm kind of based on all yeah, i'm back on the down train i have very <laughs> mixed feelings train. about him on the one hand like all of his you know the anti-irish stuff and all of the prohibition oh, stuff right. the fact that he the literally because of him the other racism um, uh, the other right racism. the other racism uh plus the fact that a man literally died because of him and his response was to oh, be like fuck him like i don't care right, okay like all of yeah. that stuff like really pisses yeah. me off but well, the then yeah you i did have, forget all that he we contain multitudes is the point so like mm-hmm. i really don't yeah. know how t- t- i don't know if this is really considered a baddie or a goodie this is a person i kind of feel like we're a mixed it's bag. not <laughs> ever really very often going to be like one or the other like it's very yeah. nice if it's we like black and white just for the purpose yeah. of this but like <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of like in the in the way the the frank sinatra episode on the one hand frank sinatra did, was had a, a temper and was a bit of an asshole obviously to women in his life but he also was very um you know, pro supporting civil rights for black people at a time when that wasn't always common and like yep. very publicly used his stance to try and like help his, his friends out and like, and, and stuff like that. So like, you know, another person who's kind of a mixed bag. So another I, I classic know, I case fun. of misogyny on the left, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. <clears throat> So let's see. Uh, so Dow remained uh, in, in Libby prison until February 1864 when he was exchanged for captive Confederate General William Henry Fitz, Fitzhugh Lee. 
That's such a long fucking name. I hate that. <laughs> you kept but going. I did, and I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna keep going. Made Mom, up. Captain Fitz Fitz Hewley. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he was the son of General Robert E. Lee. That's who he is. So I'm sure someone out there knows oh, his, okay. how to say his fucking name, but I can't. His health was damaged by his prison experience, and after spending several months convalescing in Portland, he resigned from the army in November of 1864. Hold on, I'm sending a picture of Fitz Hewley. I want to see oh. this guy. Sorry, he was just like, <laughs> Ooh, he's a handsome beard. boy. <laughs> I like his, I like his epaulette. He has, yeah, he has a baby head, but a I'm man's like, beard. I know. I'm like, you're like, you're a very interesting little creature, aren't you? Yes. He, I want to give him a hug. <laughs> yeah, <not> really. <laughs> he looks like, he looks like Gimli from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But but dressed up vibes. like a like like in a little kid's like in a Prince Charming costume, <laughs> <laughs> like off brand Disney. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Neil spent the rest of the 1860s and 1870s giving speeches in support of temperance across the United States, Canada, and Great Britain. His efforts produced little success as the public turned against prohibition and the alcohol industry was better organized to resist. They're like, we shut up, nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's that meme of like the guy at the party and he's like, they don't know that alcohol is bad for you. And they're all dancing like, shut yeah. up, nerd. <laughs> shut up, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I, I absolutely do. And I'm going to keep drinking. <laughs> yeah. Everything that I do is bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Mm. <laughs> Sorry, the average lifespan is like it's 1860, whatever. The average lifespan is like 36. <laughs> I yeah, gotta you, keep what, drinking. Yeah, what do you want what's, from me? What's the worst that could happen? You die at 35 instead and you lose like 30% of your lifespan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still gonna die after getting a Confederate bullet to the face. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking the riot rum. <laughs> Um, in 1880, Maine Republicans refused to pass more anti-alcohol legislation and Dow quit the party to join the Prohibitionists. He instantly became the party's most prominent member. When there was like two people. <laughs> yes, I think it was more than that. Um, it was like him and like a stray dog. <laughs> him and his reply his, guy. <laughs> his friend and ally, James Black, requested that Dow's name be placed in nomination for the presidency at the 1880 convention. He was nominated, heading a ticket with vice presidential nominee Henry Adams Thompson of Ohio. Republicans, especially James G. Blaine, I think you might remember that name, pressured Dow to withdraw, fearing that he would claim enough votes to cost their nominee, James A. Garfield, the election. Dow declined to do so, but his vote totals were too small to harm Garfield in like any case, so it didn't really matter in the long run anyway. After the election, Dow began to work with Republicans again in Maine to advance prohibition issues, and in 1884, he endorsed fellow Mainer and Republican candidate for the president, James G. Blaine. Uh, in 1888, at the age of 84, Dow accepted the Prohibition Party nomination for mayor of Portland, an office he had held at that point more than 30 years earlier. The Democrats were unable to decide on a candidate, so they endorsed their former enemy, Dow, in an effort to unseat the Republican incumbent. Wild. <laughs> Many regular Democrats refused to support the fusion ticket, and Dow lost the election by 1,934 votes to 3,504 votes. Yeah, he was not popular. No, no, they were not. They were not a fan. Um, They're like this dry ass, flaky skin, boring ass nerd. Absolutely, the fuck not. That was not oh, you close. got you. You were in prison in the Confederacy for a while. It's boring. You were established. So, that's very boring. So was everyone. Like, <laughs> right. Get over yourself. All right. Um, I'm going to send you a picture. This is a picture. I believe this is a picture of him around or on his 90th birthday, which was in 1894. Why is this picture less clear? They're like, those uh, steam cameras were way better. <laughs> right. It's not. Yeah, it's not a great picture of him. Do you want to describe what you're seeing? A lot of beard. He's sitting in a library. 
He's got mm-hmm. he's got a lot of white beard going on. Um, he's going for like a very vintage aesthetic in his home. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's going for a little dark academia aesthetic. <laughs> dark academia. <laughs> his low his lo-fi classical music playlist is fucking like is he's got Gen Z in a fucking vice grip. Yeah. Um he is serving some like Mark Twain, but dead-eyed uh, realness. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I like the the Mark Twain um, comparison. He's, and with yeah. the beard, he's giving like Karl Marx Twain. <laughs> like, mm. yeah, Karl yeah. Marx Twain. I like that. Karl yeah. Marx Twain. <laughs> <laughs> empty thoughts. <laughs> like, <laughs> had empty, no thoughts. Um, So on his 90th birthday in 1894, a large crowd gathered to celebrate Dow and his life's work. In 1895, he gave his final public speech. How were they celebrating? Um, Not by drinking. (laughs) (laughs) No alcohol. It's just like this really quiet party where everyone's just like standing around and nobody's having any fun. Right. Yeah, I would not have gone chamomile tea. (laughs) Yeah. In 1895, he gave his final public speech, criticizing the city government for not enforcing the prohibition laws. He began to write his memoir. Give it up. I know. Like, move on. He was, like, really over civil rights by that point. He was like, I I literally did my time. And, like, now I'm going back to, like, the weird thing I'm into. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He began to write his memoirs, The Reminiscence of Neil Dow, Recollections of 80 Years, but died. (laughs) Nerd! Such a nerd. (laughs) Recollections of 80 years. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. Um, (laughs) uh, But he died uh, before he could finish them on October 2nd, 1897. (laughs) 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 Yep. Uh, The book was published the following year. People just like sitting down and drinking it with a nice glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thank God he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna crack open his um, memoirs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dow's body lay in state and at the second parish church in Portland before being buried in Evergreen Cemetery, which I've been to a few times. I probably have seen his thing and I just forgot. Um, he like stumbled son. drunk over his grave at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Say, rather than rather than pissing on his grave, you should just buy a bottle of something. How, Mandy, and give right. him a are drink. Clo- are, Mandy, are you close enough that you can take a photo of yourself having like a picnic, taking? Oh, a sip, I could. I, <laughs> I literally could walk the wine on off there right now. I could walk there so quickly. <laughs> okay, I won't say how close how close I live yeah, in no. comparison, but like, I'll, no. yeah, I'll it would tell be you afterwards. It, it would be but you can pour if one you out take for the homie. selfie there. I totally with, could. Like, <laughs> and pouring one out for my his, homies. Uh, his final resting place is only like a bus ride away from where I am. Like it's further away, but like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay, I think that's like really more and cruel. I know huh? it's callous and cruel anymore? and he doesn't deserve it, but. Well, he's at, he's at the Evergreen Cemetery. That That is okay, further gotcha. away. But his house okay, is okay. a certain different, a different distance away. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, his son, Fred, eventually left the family mansion up to the Maine's Women's Christian Temperance Union, which worked alongside Neil Dow for the same causes. Um, they had a slogan at one point that went, lips that touch whiskey will never touch mine. Oh, yeah. I've <laughs> which seen I, that. I thought was really funny. Um, yeah. What the fuck? Um, his house is now a historical site where people can pay to take tours during the day and drunk people are known to piss in his yard at night. I've literally met people. I know ah, people who have pissed in his hilarious. backyard, which Iconic. I think is very funny. I love very, them. Very funny. Um, I, I, we already talked about this a little bit, but Liquid Riot on Commercial Street is named partially for the Portland Rum Riot. Matthew, I think it's Marrier. I should have looked this up. I think it's Marrier, Vice President of Operations, said the brewery and distillery has tried to bring more attention to the story of John Robbins, the sailor who was killed. That's and uh, right, I love that. Um, and, and a final quote from Matthew is, if we didn't stand up to the people who are trying to control us, we wouldn't be where we are now. We wouldn't have all the breweries and distilleries and all different types of beverages to choose from. 
<laughs> Which I Makes fucking it love a that marketing quote. ploy. <laughs> I know it's so good. <laughs> and if we didn't stand uh, up to yeah. him, we wouldn't have our amazing product line we're launching this. Time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have such good alcohol now. So big job, Neil. <laughs> True American heroes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Respect the Dead. You can follow Respect the Dead on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Respect the Dead. If you want to follow us individually, you can find our socials in the show notes. And you should check out our YouTube channels. We don't shit on dead people there as often, but still, we're making tons of cool stuff. If you enjoyed Respect the Dead and would like to support us, there's a couple of ways to do that. You can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found us. If you leave us a review, we can read it out on the podcast. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to discover the show. Give us at least five stars and then share us with a good friend who likes venting about dead people. You can also give us some money over on our Patreon. Patreon supporters get some cool bonus content like bloopers from the cutting room floor and even coming up with a fake sponsor ad that we'll read in an episode. It has to be a fake business though, not your MLM, honey. Thanks so much for listening. Join us every Monday for our next Worm Feast. I'm Kellen Conrad. I'm Ailey Mandy. And I'm Hoots. Bye. Bye. Bye.